Hello, everyone, and welcome to Import This, a podcast for humans. This is episode, I'm not actually sure, I'm not keeping track anymore, but today I am joined by my wonderful friend, Aaron X. O'Connell, who I've been really good friends with since um, 2007, actually. We went to college together. Yeah, George Mason University, right, Aaron? Yeah, it is true. We went to college together and uh, dropped out together. Well, actually, yeah, around the same time. Yeah, we're both successful now, so it doesn't matter. Well, success can be measured in a various number of ways. I was talking to someone about that the other day, actually, and they told me that success is, um, it wasn't happiness, it was, uh, or fulfillment. They had a really good way of putting it. I have to remember. Uh, I'll have to think about that one, actually. There's many ways to measure success, and I think that's something that uh, is uh, worth dwelling on. Yeah, but... But anyway, uh, Aaron is known for many things, including uh, helping organize Pi Colorado at the moment. Um, she is also working for Occipital, which is an excellent company, which I'm sure she can tell us a little bit about. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I am working with uh, Pi Colorado right now. Um, we're trying to organize our conferences in September. Um, uh, currently I am working on, uh, code of conduct, uh, stuff, response stuff, um, and also swag. So I'm trying to get some cool, cool stuff there. Um, we have a lot of cool companies in Colorado that are local to Boulder, um, and, uh, got some cool projects there. I, um, I found when I was working on, um, Waza for Heroku that, um, the code of conduct, I made it very simple and it probably wasn't as effective as it could have been. I I, I made it, um, I'll have to remember the exact wording, but it was basically um, treat us with respectfulness and professionalism. And if anyone does otherwise, contact us immediately. <laughs> uh, that yeah. was basically the code of conduct. Because um, the code of conduct involved. <laughs> is intended to provide a safe space and make people feel comfortable. And that's why it's there. It's not there to police people. It's there to enable people who would otherwise not feel comfortable coming to feel comfortable coming. Is, is that a, a correct understanding? Uh, well, the code of conduct is a little more than that. It is a set of rules. Um, you know, we don't want to be policing people, but we do need to to do that to an extent. Um, the code of conduct is also, uh, a response guideline. So it's a set of, uh, yes. Incident it's responses. a set of incident response that we have to take. So, you know, if you make a code of conduct violation, then, uh, I'm also on the team that responds to those types of things. And, uh, so, you know, the code of conduct violation does basically, I mean, if you boil it down, it does basically say, you know, be nice to each other and, and, you know, be respectful and things like that. Um, but the whole, the, the whole other part it documents the, the, the whole process, right? And that's the important part is that there's transparency in the process. Yeah. So the process, you know, we, we do say what we're going to do the PSF actually put us through a training, um, to do this. Uh, so we, uh, went through a training where we, you know, we're paired off and we actually were incident responders and incident reporters. And we went through the whole process and, you know, documented it and, you know, made sure that we felt comfortable doing that. So it's something that we was wonderful that the PSF, it's wonderful that the PSF provides that. Uh, That's not a cheap training, I'm sure. 
No, I don't think so. And uh, it was actually, it was really cool. We got to meet a lot of people from other conferences, um, people from uh, Pi AU, so Pi Australia were there, um, and Pi Cascades, Pi Colorado. Uh, Did I you think- meet uh, Chris, Chris uh, Numbacher? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, Only I'll two have people to get him on the each- show. He's Only the- two people from each thing could do it. He's the traditional organizer in my mind of uh, PyCon AU. I've been there twice and keynoted once or maybe twice. I'll have to... And it wasn't, it was, uh, uh, I don't think he would, he wasn't the person from PyIU, but uh, that would, it was still cool that they were in the training with us, you know. Um, and I think there was a, someone from Thailand or, or somewhere in Southeast Asia. I'm not sure. Probably from um, PyCon APAC, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And they were also doing the training. So it was like a worldwide effort by the PSF to, to, you know, get the training out there and make sure that we know how to properly respond to these incidents. Um, I like conference. that they're doing it in bulk like that. It sounds like that's in a very efficient manner of doing it. It sounds like it also involves a lot of coordination. Uh, I actually think that it was a workshop they put on at one of the other conferences. Like it was a workshop that was a remote thing two or something i'm not completely sure uh how that worked out uh frank um who i mean i was a board member and i i'm aware that they gave most of the board members that training um i was unable i was unable to attend unfortunately um but um yeah most of the board members are from what i understand the process is that uh, all the board members are well I don't want to speak officially or anything, but because I'm not on the board anymore. But last year, um, almost all the board members were uh, incident responders for PyCon or were equipped to be incident responders if needed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, imagine that probably like infractions on the mailing list and stuff like that. And another interesting thing that you might not know about PyCon is that um, the board meets and has like a secret meeting room at, at PyCon and they make a lot of decisions for the next year at PyCon. And of course they meet monthly, um, but they have a, a very important, you know, in-person meeting where you can get a lot of better discussion made that you couldn't get made otherwise. So that's exciting. Um, well, that's and, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Last year I did a lightning talk, um, kind of uh, encouraging people to run and I'd like to encourage people to do so this year. Anybody can run and for the board and it's a really it's i consider it uh, open service is what i call it um it is a public service uh thing it's a volunteer effort and uh it is just like serving public office except for it's for open source so i consider it open service and i think that it's a really good thing to do and um it's it is not fun um it, it is it is not enjoyable but it is also very fulfilling um, because you're very, you can be very impactful and make a lot of really helpful decisions and help steer some very, very important decisions for the future of the Python language, as well as the whole community that involves, especially around things like trademarks and copyright and uh, protections of the brand and things of that nature. So, okay. um, and you know what, what funding goes where, um, disapproval of things like that. Those are kind of like little line items in the agenda. But I don't want to speak. I can't speak to what goes on because those are private conversations. Um, But I'm just giving you a good idea of what the general day to day is of a 
board member on the PSF. And if you are interested, I, I'd say the key skills that you need if you want to be a board member is um, have a diverse background, um, have a diverse interest in Python, and honestly, uh, be uh, from uh, like be a Python community organizer of some kind. You don't have to be. I'm, I wasn't an organizer and I was a member and I think I provided a lot of value to the organization. Um, but I think the most valuable type of person is someone who's naturally very involved with connecting people and organizing things and that type of thing. So if, if you are a Python organizer and you're looking to do something a little different, um, I think running for the board it might be a real good natural fit for you. And on that note, I think we should talk about PyCon because it's coming up, and I think we're both going to go. Isn't that right? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, I uh, I'm trying to get there for the talks, and I want to be there for at least uh, one or two of the sprint days. Um, yeah, I'll be, be attending some... at least two of the sprint days. Oh, that's cool. Uh, are you like running anything, or are you just representing DigitalOcean over there? Uh, I'll be doing quite a few things. Um, we have quite a few things planned. Um, DigitalOcean will be sponsoring the sprints this year. So I'll be present during the sprints and I'll probably be working on some video stuff. I'm thinking I might do a photo booth where I can do professional headshots for people and print them on the spot. Um, I thought that would be kind of fun and maybe hand out some um, swag uh, during the sprints if, as long as it's not distractive. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of doing. But I also want to work on, I'm going to be documenting the videos and I want to record people's conversations of people and what they're working on for the next year. So like, you know, sit down with Glyph and just get a good download of what's going on in his brain because he's got a great brain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's what I'm going to be doing. And then I'm going to be on the ground. We don't have a booth this year. Um, it's just going to be me. I'm going to be the booth. So, uh, it's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm working hard on my pres on my uniform, if you will, and exactly every little component of what I'll be wearing and what will be on my body and in my bag. So, uh, I'm hyper optimizing for PyCon and that prepares me for the whole year for every other conference too. So it's a good time to, uh, it's just a good time for everybody and myself. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. This is my first PyCon, so I've I've not been to PyCon before. Uh, I don't be nervous. Over fifty percent of the attendees this year are first time newcomers, and there is a track for people just like you. Uh, I can't remember what it is titled, but there's a, a special like, um, you know, there's an allocated time to meet people and to get introduced to how to approach PyCon. And I also want to share that um, I really don't think that going to talks is a valuable use of your time while you're at PyCon. I think going to one or two talks is a good use of your time, but all the talks mm-hmm. are recorded and posted online within a day or two. Uh, so you can watch all those online. And uh, I really recommend interacting with as many people as you can while you're there, because that's really the meat of why you're there. So they call that the hallway track. The hallway track, huh? Yes, the hallway track. So that's what I do. I do the hallway track at every conference I go to. Now, uh, that'll be, uh, quite the thing. You know, I'm, uh, mostly introverted, so I'll have to exert all of my extrovert energy those, uh, couple days. So yeah, it's only two, two, three days and you, there's lots of places to relax. So, uh, you know, and me and you can hang out and do our own thing and go take pictures or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, just like old times. So yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really glad it is your first PyCon that you're coming. And uh, yeah, me too. And it'll be my seventh, I think. I've been I've been coming since 2011, so maybe this will be my eighth, actually, my eighth PyCon. Um, I wouldn't miss it for the world. So I'm really excited to be part of the community and to continue contributing in every way I can. And I'm excited to announce to everybody that Request 3 has some good movement coming along. Um, there is some um, movement with Tom Christie. He made an async await thing for a request called uh, Request Async, I think. <laughs> Uh, I have to double check the name. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And yeah. uh, if anyone wants to contribute towards the request three effort to get you know async and await keywords into the request library for the 3.0 release, and to be clear, the 3.0 release will be a different namespace. It'll be a lot like Bodo. Uh, it'll make the same namespace decisions that Bodo made. So it'll be released as request three and request core. Uh, request core will be a low level library, and request three will be the one that you know and love, except for it'll have a backwards incompatible change. So that's why it's going to have a different name. So you can have okay. both installed at the same time. And uh, and it's going to be really ex- it's exciting because it's, com- it's finally coming together because uh, Tom Christie took a pretty simple approach and it, it looks like we're going to be able to accomplish it. But we do need help from the community. So if anyone wants to help, please reach out and I will hook you up. Or just go to that repo that Tom Christie has, uh, search for request-async. I tweeted about it recently, and you will see information about that. And, yeah, it's a really exciting time for me. Um, is there anything you want to announce for PyCon? For PyCon? Uh, no, not specifically for PyCon, but uh, I well, do want to... Pi Colorado, right? You want to announce that? Oh, Pi Colorado, yeah. Um, Pi Colorado. Sorry, I thought... <laughs> But I thought you were talking still about regular PyCon. Uh, I am. Well, you can announce Pi Colorado for PyCon, right? Like to the PyCon audience. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So Pi Colorado, uh, it's going to be in uh, Denver. It's going to be September uh, 7th through 8th. And then there's going to be a day of sprints. So we're going to be, it's going to be a three-day event. It's our first ever conference. So we're trying to get out there. And uh, we can already have- Can you tell me um, those dates again? Uh, September 7th and 8th, and I believe the 9th. Let me check. Um, it's either the 6th or the 9th. I'm not sure which one is the day of the of When the does workshops. your CFP open? Because I would love to submit a talk. The CFP is currently open. If you wish to uh, 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 speak, um, you can go to uh, picolorado.org and just scroll down a little bit, and it goes speak, and you can submit via our CFP. Um, and it's for those who are okay, never mind. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's papercall.io site. So, um, you know, it's paper papercall.io slash pie Colorado. Um, and that tells you our CFP is open from March 4th to May 9th of 2019. Um, and CFP notifications will go out sometime around June 10th. So, Excellent. Um, I will submit yeah. if I haven't already. I think I have. Uh, I need to double check. You uh, have, I, I believe. Um, also, it's workshops on September 6th. The main conference is September 7th and 8th, and then sprints are on September 9th. Are you doing so sponsored? Uh, so what's the expected attendance uh, number? Do you have the prospectus in front of you? Um, I do have the prospectus in front of me. I think, <laughs> yes, I do. Um, we're expecting, I think we were 
I don't, I'm not sure on the exact numbers. I'd have to talk to Frank on. Are on we that. talking like um, 150 to 200 or 300 to 500? Uh, we're hoping to have, uh, I think the, our venue can support up to uh, 325 or so. So we're hoping to, to max that out. So, well, if there's anything I can do to help you accomplish that goal, please let me know. I will uh, utilize my network to do so. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully this will help a little bit too. So we'll, I think yeah. we'll title this episode, uh, you know, Aaron X O'Connell and Pi Colorado and PyCon. Yay. Yay. All right. Yay. So uh, with that, I think we should call it an episode. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. I, uh, I, uh, I don't think there's anything else that we, uh... yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm about to fall. Did that work? It did. <laughs>